happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 11 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys bring the topics raw and uncut every Wednesday night, baby. Hey, I'm your co-host, Rich, along with my brother from another mother, Big Tim. Tim, how are you doing tonight, uh, man? Doing great, Rich, man. So excited about uh, tonight's episode and what we're going to be talking about. So, uh... Good evening, Unwoke Nation. We're going to get things kicked off tonight. Uh, but before we do, uh, you know, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want you to like and subscribe. You know, we're on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. We're on Amazon, uh, Google Podcasts. So there's plenty of ways uh, to find us out there to listen. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want your feedback. Again, you can reach us at feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. Feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. Our Twitter handle is The Unwoke Show. Um, our YouTube is also out there uh, as well. So, again, you know, guys, we want that feedback. We want to hear from you. Uh, always excited to bring new topics to you every single week. And so, to kick off tonight's episode, um, is something I've been thinking about. A lot lately and um, if you go back and look at uh, some of the podcast topics out there you kind of see why but tonight's topic is freedom or fascism where is America headed yes yeah so uh, tonight I'm gonna lead off uh, the show with a coat with a quote from one of the uh, signers of the Declaration of In- Independence a Mr. Benjamin Franklin. And so uh, he makes a great point um, about freedom and uh, the term. And so uh, in 1787, uh, Benjamin Franklin had a conversation with a Miss Powell after signing the Constitution. And Miss Powell asked uh, Franklin, if we're a republic or a monarchy, mm. Frank, uh, Benjamin Frank, Franklin responded with a republic, madam, if we can keep it. Wow. That is a deep answer right there, man. If we can keep it. Yes. If we can keep it. So, uh, we did an episode on is freedom of speech under attack, mm-hmm. right? Um, we've talked about mass shootings and how um, people want to restrict 2A rights or uh, they think this where you live in this utopia. Um, we saw the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Um, we're seeing um, a rash of bans on abortions in other states. Yes, that's true. Um, <clears throat> we're seeing authoritarian nations um, invading other countries, Russia invading Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, your possibility seeing, of, of, you know, they were still uncertain of where with China thinking about wanting to take yeah. over. For uh, take over Taiwan or invade Taiwan. Exactly, another authoritarian authoritarian regime. Yes. Um, wanting to take over a free country, even though they dispute that 
um, it is still, you know, their territory. Um, you know, an, an authoritarian nation is defined not just by the use of authoritarian powers, but by the ability to use them. And so, um, I wanted to kick this off because, and I wanted to explore this topic tonight because it feels like probably over the last 10 to 12 years, our rights or our freedoms uh, in some capacity have either been diminished or removed. Yeah. And I, I think that's just the thing, you know, kind of like what we're looking it, we're you know we're looking at in the way with you know we had talked about when it came to like you know uh, as Tim had mentioned before when it came to uh, freedom of speech and just you know what we could say and we're not if you guys are definitely have um, an interest in that or that's actually episode seven or where it's freedom of speech under attack as Tim had mentioned previously but we've noticed that we we've actually noticed where certain things what would you say about twenty five years ago that you'd be able to pretty much be okay saying where and then all of a sudden it's like for whatever reason that things are now people have become very uh sensitive or you know for lack of a better term and also and it's like you don't know where you know where where does it stop or so i mean we would we would agree it's like there's a there's a sense of fascism where that went on well uh, let's look at the last presidency um, snuggling up to authoritarian leaders. Okay, you're bringing up like Vladimir Putin and yeah, whatnot. Putin. Okay. Um, the January 6th insurrection, mm -hmm. inciting um, a mob to overturn what has been determined as a as a fair and uh, non corrupt election. Um, but I think we can even go as far back as really after the events of 9-11. Okay. Um, we have somehow felt that if we give up some of our uh, liberties in the name of expanded security, you know, take the National Defense Authorization Act, which was designed, you know, signed December of 31, which allows for the, the Patriot Act. Is that, is that what it the, was called? No, the National oh. Defense Authorization Act. Okay. Okay. Which allows for the indefinite detention of citizens. Uh, hmm. Yeah. You know, um, it just seems that our own, you know, government is seizing on ways under the guise of protection. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, one example comes to mind um, of turning over metadata and stuff from text messages or cell phone uh, right. conversations, right? Um, that's something that has uh, come to mind. Um, 
the fact that the president can, you know, has the ability, you know, to issue, you know, the right order to kill. Mm. Right? Um, you mean from a war situation or just the fact that they're commander in chief? So um, it says right here, the right to order the killing of any citizen considered a terrorist or a, and a better of terrorism. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You uh, know, I was thinking about it earlier in all what you're saying about, you know, how they're able to detain uh, during 9-11, how they were able to detain uh, U.S. citizens. I know well, for one thing, uh, it made me think back to uh, World War Two, where there were actual camps where um, there were camps of that were holding Japanese citizens during that time because right. you know I, I mean I talk about there being just a fear of thinking that you know every Japanese person during that time where it might be an enemy of the nation or where so when they have a, I mean it just makes things like you can't have that stuff that's, right that's that's that that's something where that's you know as a an american citizen should never feel any fear of their government turning against them in such a manner where that oh okay me as a black person because this black person happens to say create a terrorist situation then now we're going to gather up 13% of the us population in in the in the ideology where that we're doing this to protect America, that's just not that that should not be happening. Or her national interests. Yes. Right? Yes, that's the word. Yeah, Un- national uh, under national security. Yes. Right. That this blanket term that is deemed national security. Right. Or right. or the fact that our president has the authority to indefinitely detain citizens accused of terrorism. I can. Hmm. Right. Well, with evidence, I'm assuming, right? It just says... Or alleged. uh, Allegedly. Even at an alleged level. Hmm. Wow, that's... um, That's a sticky one, Tim. I don't know. I, I... I mean, we... Here in America, I mean, we... And I'm sure in many other countries that we're in... Uh, the show is anywhere, but uh, it's like, you know, we have a firm belief in innocent until proven guilty. So where where does due process factor into that at this point? Because now even arbitrary justice mm-hmm. um, can be executed. You know, the president can decide whether a person will receive a trial in the federal courts or in a military tribunal. You know, a system that has been ridiculed around the world for lacking basic due process protection. I don't, yeah, I disagree with that. I don't think any president should have that type of uh, thing where so every citizen should be allowed to have the due process. Yeah, I mean, Egypt and China have been denounced for maintaining separate military justice systems for selected defendants, including civilians. Wow. And, I mean, let's, how about warrantless searches? Absolutely not, yeah. You know, the president can order warrantless surveillance, including a new capability to force companies and organizations to turn over information on citizens 
finances, communications, and associations. No. That uh, private companies and stuff like no. Yeah. That is absolutely wrong. It's like that Well, I mean, how can you but Biden himself was wanting was wanting the IRS the federal government to look at what people were depositing in their bank accounts. So he's, he's wanting banks to turn over deposit information in order to try and prevent fraud and, and tax evasion and stuff. Right. Well, I mean, and even so, I mean, if I understand where they, it, well, I, I guess the bill is still on the floor, you know, but it sounds like that they were going to uh, actually turn it down and also, but even a proposal on that subject itself about them saying they were trying to hire 83,000 new irs agents but what was interesting to me is that not only were they going to hire them but they're actually going to teach them how to use guns what does a bean counter <laughs> like somebody who's, who does taxes like that why do they need to be able to calculate your profit and loss and still be able to fire a gun how does that I, compute it, it doesn't so first off it doesn't compute at all but it's all provided under the patriot act Right, these warrantless searches. Yes, there we and, go. That's those, yeah. You know, it has, you know, that power has been extended to include include searches uh, of everything from business documents to library records. The government can use national security letters to demand, without probable cause, that organizations turn over information on citizens and order them not to reveal the disclosure to the affected party. Yeah, that's, wow. And Saudi Arabia and Pakistan operate under laws that allow the government to engage in widespread discretionary surveillance. So, if you're walking around in Riyadh, you could be looked at... Get out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. You know. fuck, fuck. Just get and, the like, fuck dude, out. Dude, if I scratch my balls wrong, I don't want the cops pulling me over to say, like, you know, indecent exposure or some crap, you know? Well, <laughs> I mean, how about NSA looking, listening in on ah. calls, and right? And that's based in, yes, uh, it's our, isn't that, that's our facility, but it's based in Canada. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's just nuts. NSA, if you're listening, fuck off. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, but that's, but this is all done under the guise of protection. And I'm saying that in air quotes. Right. Right. They're trying to protect us. And so even now, GPS data is being mined. Ah, that's a new one. Did not know yeah. That. Uh, and being used for tracking individuals mm-hmm. you know they the federal government says it's not looking at the metadata but i there's no way that i that i'm ever gonna believe that yeah um having to register you know say you got to register your firearm with the federal government what does the federal government need to know what i'm buying exactly uh what's what are the last four words of the second amendment say shall not be infringed. Right. So yeah, I agree. What does the government need to know about that? Now here's something I was going to bring up and all, as you were talking about when it comes about 
the protection though. So I'm going to say two words. And honestly, guys, I would love to hear what your thoughts are out there uh, in Unwoke Nation too. And uh, when it comes to this and all about what's considered to be freedom in your mind and, you know, obviously how you feel about, you know, is there a, uh, a possible situation going on uh, where America's headed uh, in this and also, but I was going to bring up two words, Eric Snowden. When you use the example of somebody now, I know it's a sticky situation just because this was a man that was trusted with, you could say pretty top secret way above our, you know, stuff like I can tell you, but then I can, then I have to kill you type stuff. But the question that that's always been about him and what's the other guy from, um, oh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, gosh, the Swedish guy. And they, uh, WikiLeaks. Yeah, WikiLeaks. You know, so, but favorite. of course, but I'm um, talking about somebody who's an Eric Snow to being an American who's basically, it right. sounds like he will never be able to come back to America. But what is, is it? Assange is who you're talking about. Assange, that's yeah, it. I, I can't think of the guy's first name. But yeah, so, you know, obviously Snowden um, comes to mind. Um, for me, it's, it's not a sticky point when it comes to Snowden and what he did. What's uh, your thoughts? I, I think what he did was... Um, I applaud him for doing it. Okay. Um, we, we should not be monitored, mm -hmm. right? Listening into our conversations, um, all while facilitating this lie that it's about protection. The fact that he um, shined a light on what technically is deemed illegal activity by the federal government I I applaud him for doing that. Julian Assange on the other side with WikiLeaks and receiving you know, stolen documents from you know his various sources and him bouncing around um, and being protected through various embassies. Um, I think he was ultimately was he extradited to the United States or was there I I forget. Um, I, I know there was the impression talk. like he got out before they even tried the process of that because wasn't he he was in like well he's, he's swedish if i think I understand. right yeah and then i think at this because i mean i don't think anybody or at least i don't know i don't even know where he is even with snowden i mean you don't know where he is where i saw a reporter once yeah i don't know how he found or he got connected with the guy but he was able to find out where eric snowden was and but i'm assuming that guy he must move everywhere so for a while, Snowden was hanging out uh, in Russia. In fact, there was a movie um, that yeah. depicted his story. And it was a good one, too. It, yeah, it was a, a good one. And so, you know, there are those who would argue he did incredible damage to our intelligence apparatus. Um, I would argue that he did the American people an incredible service by shining a light on just how um, intrusive, secretly intrusive, um, the federal government is being into the lives of the American people. Um, you and, know, you, and I mean, when you mentioned about that movie where it's like, you know, I've, I've tried to watch uh, uh, the movie and, you know, just getting through it or where, I mean, it's like I even look at my laptop and I sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm glad that there's actually a cover on my my camera. Well, uh, but you know, think so. about your smart TV because now it's listening. 
Oh shoot! Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, smart TVs. <laughs> I mean, I know the. I know my my iPhone is listening. I mean, so <laughs> I mean, like I said, like guys, try that sometime in there. It's like that. You know, say something weird like teddy bear several several times and see if you have ads coming up on your YouTube that talks about you wanting to do like build a bear or something. Yeah, say you want to some build crap a bear. like that. <laughs> um, and then you know now the government can employ something called secret evidence. That don't sound right at all. So the government now routinely uses secret ev- evidence to detain individuals and employ secret evidence in federal and military courts. It also forces the dismissal of cases against the United States by simply filing declarations that the cases would make the government reveal classified information that would harm national security. Huh? Let me understand this. So basically, if there's information brought up in a court case that would be damning towards the United States government, they're able to say that this is claimed as being top secret or whatever it is, classified information, and therefore it's them protecting themselves. It could be used under the guise of national security. That is some bullshit. I I don't disagree. That makes no so, which brings up the topic, guys. It's like it makes you what? Where is this country going? And for those of you guys who are in other countries too, it's like you know, we would love to know. It's like, do you guys feel or do you guys have issues like that? Or maybe some of you guys have been through that. You know, when it comes to sharing information on social media or anything like that. If you've ever had any of those situations. Definitely, you know, reach out to us on feedback, uh, unwokethashow.com. We'd love to be able to hear from what your uh, situation is. We will actually uh, be able to give you a shout out on on the show as well. Where So as a kind of a, a review of uh, this particular topic for tonight and also. But yeah, guys, if you have issues like that in your country, definitely let us know as well. But that makes me just kind of wonder. It's like, what protection does an American citizen truly have? If you're saying we're putting together these laws to quote unquote, well, I'm doing Tim's air quotes, <laughs> you know, to protect you. But based on some of the things that you put together, it sounds like they're more about protecting themselves. Well, it's all and under the guise of security, right? And right. protecting and it, the American people. So here's one I think um, you'll probably like. Secret court. The government has increased its use of the secret foreign intelligence surveillance court which has expanded its secret warrants to include individuals deemed to be aiding or abetting hostile foreign governments or organizations. These powers include allowing secret searches of individuals who are not part of an identifiable terrorist group. The administration has asserted their right to ignore congressional limits on search surveillance. Oh, okay. If I'm understanding this correctly, man. Um, so this is a person to use the, this is a person who potentially could be seen helping out hostile countries against America. And this policy states that we can actually do surveillance on this person. Am I getting this correct so far? Mm-hmm. We can do surveillance on this individual And I'm assuming this is not just here in the country. This is abroad. So you're circumventing congressional limits on this type of surveillance. 
question. Do you think that's a sticky wicket right there? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, because it's like, you can kind of go kind of two ways with, like, we're, we're both agreeing where it's like, yeah, we don't want any citizen to be able to be, you know, have Big Brother watching them. But at the same time, it's like, oh, man. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't even know how to look at that. It's just kind of like. How about this one? Immunity from judicial review. Hmm? Uh, organizations such as companies are granted immunity if they assist in warrantless surveillance of, citiz- of citizens, blocking the ability of, cit- of citizens to challenge the violation of privacy. So now you have organizations that are potentially receiving immunity for helping the government in conducting warrantless searches or monitoring of somebody through um, you know under this whole judicial review I mean that's crazy it's almost like hey we're willing to give you a pass it's hey industry you help us we'll help you by not prosecuting you you have access to some stuff that we can't that we want type of thing wouldn't that be similar to kind of like the whole thing when they were trying to propose to facebook about getting certain information wouldn't that be the same kind Mm -hmm. of situation or you know i had mentioned gps stuff earlier right um continually monitoring of citizens um, that it can use that the federal government can use GPS devices to monitor every move of targeted citizens without securing any court order or review. The example is Saudi Arabia has installed massive public surveillance systems while Cuba is notorious for active monitoring of selected citizens. Okay, I think with either one of those countries, I'm not too shocked. But we're using GPS here at home. Yeah, so you're saying, you know, what's the difference? Yeah, we just haven't, you know, just flat out advertised. Don't look at that camera that is at the intersection so the federal government can get your face, right? I mean, that's... That's that's not America, man. That's just, that's horrible. And then uh, extraordinary renditions. You know, we talk, we kind of talked about this you know, last episode, right, with Title 42. Mm-hmm. Um, the government now has the ability to transfer both citizens and non-citizens to another country under a system known as extraordinary rendition. I mean, think about that. I can just take a citizen and extradite them someplace. Uh, does that sound anything like kidnapping? You could make that. <laughs> I mean, but it's the government, right? So that makes it okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's, but you're also, you know, these news laws are being funded by security groups, right? Wanting right. to get these new security apparatuses in place, right? I mean, so, you know, it's, 
you know, security systems at the state and federal level, inc including more public surveillance camera, tens of thousands security personnel, and a massive expansion of terrorists chasing bureaucracy. That's, I mean, it's like, you know, you got everybody getting whiplash. We're trying to figure out, you know, who's watching them, where we're watching us is on the, like you said, whether it's on your television or on your laptop or, you know, whatever have you. I mean, it's like, that's, this is stuff where that should not be happening. I, I And this is something that is really chilling to me is, some of our own elected politicians shrug and say these increased powers are merely a response to the times we live in. I don't know if you're uh, familiar with a guy by the name of uh, Lindsey Graham. Yep. Well, um, good old Lindsey Graham could declare in an interview without objection that free speech is a great idea, but we're in a war. Of course, terrorism will never surrender and end this particular war. Chew on that for a second. Wait a minute. It's almost like freedom of speech is okay, but we're almost willing to take it away from you because we're supposedly in this this new war. Is that the way I'm understanding? Yeah, ter ter terrorism never rests. Therefore, you know what? Just gonna have to live with it. No. It, see, this this is what makes me think a little bit more, and I think we did a show when we talked. You know, again, you know, going back to the show about you know freedom of speech, and it's just making me wonder about when does the time seem like it comes where they and I think I might have brought it up on episode seven too. When is the time? When does the time come? where it seems like they're going to try to revamp the First Amendment of freedom of, spe freedom of speech expression and stuff. And when do Americans finally say, like, no, this is, this is part of the heart of what makes America, you know, the country that everybody wants to come to. Well, because you can say that, where in a lot of other countries are, are ran by the government, like, you know, places like Saudi Arabia, and I think Myanmar and other countries like that, you cannot do... Public protest, peaceful public protest. By the mm -hmm. way, you can't speak against governments and monarchies. You will die for that. Mm -hmm. So, when does you know when does that time come where it seems like, oh, you know what? Let's try to revamp this freedom of speech where in the name of protecting America, or any you know, or that could go towards any country. This might be kind of same rules you guys might have in different countries, but you know when. Do you see where I'm going with that, Terry? Yeah, I, I see where you're going uh, with it. Um, you know, I get into a lot of debates with people over um, the Second Amendment, and you know, and and the Second Amendment itself is a pretty hot, hot, contested um, topic in in the media today and throughout the U.S. And my whole argument with um, about the Second Amendment is it's not about guns per se right. as much as this notion that we might be willing to give up some of our freedoms. Huh? 
this because Joe Biden has said um, in another uh, podcast that there will be a ban on assault rifles, that they will get it done. And so, again, that's restricting somebody's freedom. And people will get down in the minutia of what do people need an AR for? Or why do people need so many guns? It, and at the end of the day, it's not about the quantity of guns, the type of guns. It's about somebody being okay with having their own freedom or their own rights infringed, right? Let's just call it infringed, right? right? Nobody wants to flat out say it's restricted or whatever. But I think that's why we're seeing a rise in, you know, more uh, militia activities, mm-hmm. you know, the Proud Boys and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, taking over the re- wanting to reclaim the republic and, we, you know, we're losing our rights and stuff like that. Not that this is a justification for what they're for what, you know, these militias are doing. No. Um, but it's this concept that if we're OK with having something if we're okay with having one of our foundational rights that this country was built on um, infringed or restricted a little bit in the name of safety, what else can we get away with in the name of safety or protecting America? When, yeah. It's like, you know, when... I mean, look at Russia. Yeah. You get arrested for um, protesting LGBTQ rights in Russia. You get arrested. Wait, wait, wait. So, so wait. If people are doing protests for LGBTQ, yeah. people get arrested? People yeah, get- I, I want a clarity with that. No, I don't know what you were saying. Like, like, you know, if... You get arrested. I thought you were trying to say, like, you know, if people out there protesting and they're protesting against the LGBTQ. No, they're protesting the former, for it. You're going to get arrested. Oh, OK. OK. I was not aware of that. They will, they will arrest gay performers on stage. Oh, OK. Like, I mean, there's no messing around. Oh, in Russia? In Russia. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I have had... Uh, we're on, I think we're on opposite sides of the coin with Florida. Um, but again, it's another person, um, wanting to, you know, and this person being Ron DeSantis wanting to, and I, you know, actually passing, uh, laws, you know, again, restricting LGBTQ rights. Right. Um, and so it's you're you're just I'm seeing this possibility that we have people that are okay with some of this, right? We had Bernie Sanders preaching socialism. Yes. We had AOC preaching socialism. I mean, things that should never ever be mentioned in our country and their justification for mentioning socialism is it's not the socialism that was preached like cold war russia socialism it's a different type of of socialism where it's more reliant on the government it's like no 
Didn't they want to add sugar to the poison and try to call it like democratic socialism? Or exactly. Something? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and so it, it, it it's crazy to think that um, we're mentioning stuff like that. Yeah. I, it, I think it's nuts that we're even having this discussion. Yeah. That we're, we're doing an entire episode on freedom or fascism, and we live in the United States, which is the greatest country in the world. Or just, you know, just explaining, you know, when you're thinking of, you know, some of these groups where it's so like, uh, like we look at Antifa, it's like, this is a group and all it says, you know, we're anti-fascist, which is supposed to be what it means. But yet you have people where, who are trying to talk about, we were just look, uh, doing a new story and when they hear about um, and saw the video of people who were talking about trying to say, you know, kids lives matter. And you had Antifa people out there fighting against them. And it's like wait, what's, what's going on here? It's like... Exactly. I, you know, and so I think... I think where we're going is uh, people are blind. Easily led. They're blind. I, I think they're blind to the notion um, that if I give up just a little... Bit, I'm gonna gain so much more. Mm, that it's the and the way I see it, if I give an inch, I, I might as well just go ahead and give a mile. Right, right, and you know I think we're seeing that today. And to me, I look at the Constitution as that is our bedrock that is what we founded on that's where we came from mm -hmm. you know i look back at at american history i mean we gave deuces to europe yeah right i mean it said we're not going to live under a uh, a monarch we're not going to live under your rule and um everything that went along with that yep right we fought for our freedom yes we did Right. And so I feel like that's just lost on today. And I agree with that, Tim. You know, uh, I look at a lot of the younger generation and, you know, we see about how, like you were mentioning before, you know, AOCs and a lot of people you say what are in their 20s and 30s and stuff like that. And you start to listen to, you know, some of their ideologies try to say, well, yeah, this is the reason why we have to have is like that. But then you ask them simple questions on, what history is and they have absolutely no clue it's like and i don't understand how you could people can have confidence in the future of how this country can go and run smoothly when you have a generation that doesn't understand like what is you know when people sit there and they say like you know oh well, just america is just such a bad place and it's horrible and they're like that i'm like do you know what it's like to be in a country and everything like that well they'll pretty, pretty much Chop your fucking head off and everything for speaking against their government. Saudi Arabia. Yep. Cuba. Yeah. Um, you know, Hungary is definitely, you know. North Korea. North Korea. Um, I mean, they do. China. Yeah. I mean. These places don't mess. I mean, they're not messing around. Exactly. They're not messing around at all. I mean, people don't understand in the simple freedoms where that you have in this country just to be able to talk. I mean, like, a, you know, like I said, just 
simple stuff. I mean, even physically, I mean, there are countries out there where that if you are holding, holding, I don't care if it's your wife's hand or something like that, or where, I mean, you'll get arrested by the moral police or, or something like that. Or where. So when I hear people out there are saying about how bad this country is, it's like, you know what? You need to go over to some countries and all that have maybe military or a tyrannical type like that. So you say something wrong. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I it, It's scary to me to see that we have our own elected officials that are cozying up to some of these um, ideas. Yeah. Of um, of what authoritarian authoritarianism is. Um, I mean, and we should be concerned about that. Yes. What is it about embracing this sense of authoritarianism? Why? It, we, we should be calling them out on it. And, you know, I want to wrap up the show with something, uh, you know, James Madison said. And James Madison warned that we need a system that didn't depend on the good intentions or motivations of our rulers. If men were angels, no government would be necessary. Yep. That's facts right there. And so looking at this, you have politicians in power making bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And now you and I are talking about fascism, the, you know, this ideology that, fascism, authoritarianism, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, autocratic rule, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing this in our politicians and it scares the shit out of me. Oh, I mean, it scares me too. Where, I mean, just the fact that, you know, as Tim had said, the fact that we're even talking about fascism, I mean, that's stuff that we're, that we read in the history book with Benito Mussolini and we just knew it was his history. Okay. That's not going to happen again. And also, but you're right. When we're sitting here watching every single day, you know, in the hallowed halls of, where, so of our governments, and they're talking about wanting to put together these different rules and laws where thinking that, oh, you know, we know what's the best for uh, for the for the good of the country and all this other stuff. And then whether it's fascism or socialism, communism, or it's like that, and people are being for this. I mean, it's crazy. It makes me go, kind of go back to, you know, to what was it, probably back in the 1950s and also when they had the communist um, hearings and stuff like that? Yeah. Imagine you get some of those congressional people brought back to life today and say, like, guys, this is your country. Well, what are your thoughts? How about if our forefathers were alive today, all hell would break loose. Oh, yeah. We, I, I, because they, I don't think they ever had any intention of seeing how our government has turned out. I mean, I, I think it would be a, just a full on call to arms. We are, you know, we are government, we are coming, we are tossing you out. This is not what, you know, uh, this, this isn't what we built. Yeah. We didn't build, this isn't the foundation mm-hmm. type. So, you know, I want to, I believe we're continuing that America's continuing down the route of freedom but these, the rise of these people who are cozying up to authoritarian ideas, like I said, just scares the shit out of me. 
It, it it does, man. And it, like, I see some of these laws where, so whether it's from a federal level, but even all the way down to uh, the state level, yeah, it's it scares the shit out of me too. And it just, I think I, I brought this question up to you one time. Uh, and it's like where I thought to myself, like when we are old and we're in our 70s and 80s and all, and the kids at that time are saying, Grandpa Tim, what was America like when you grew up? And it's like the answer that you try to give, you know, of trying to explain what was it like when you were my age, you know, when I was six or, you know, when you were six or 10 or something like that. It's like, you know, Grandpa Tim, what was it like? What was America like when you were growing up? Freedom I mean, and liberty existed. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm really concerned about what the next 20 to 25 years are going to look like. Yeah. So, you know, again, I'm going to close it with if men were angels, no government would be necessary. I completely agree. Yeah. All right, Unwoke Nation, thank you so much for listening, uh, tuning in tonight. Again, we would love to get your feedback. You can reach us at feedback at unwokedeshow.com. That is feedback at unwokedeshow.com. And we definitely want you to like and subscribe to us. We're on all the major podcast platforms. Tell your friends about us. Um, you can catch us on Twitter at The Unwoke Show um, out there on YouTube. Uh, again, we want to hear from you. And Rich, great topic. I'm glad we covered this tonight. And uh, Unwoke Nation, we will talk to you later. All right, guys, enjoy your week and all. We'll see you next Wednesday.